Guns, Films, and Antonio Vesciana. Dallas, Texas. Did you ever notice that birds of a feather flock together? Jack Ruby, the hapless nightclub owner, who wanted to spare Jacqueline Kennedy the heartache of a trial in Dallas, had an alter ego that most people would find interesting. Jack Ruby was a gunrunner. In earlier chapters Ruby's Oldsmobile trunk was filled with armaments and ordnance. During the 1950s Jack was and in and out of Cuba at the behest of organized crime, transporting weapons to the Caribbean island. He knew and worked with Robert McEwen was in turn friends with Castro, as seen with his friend McEwen on a visit to the United States. Castro and McEwen Now that everyone has the picture in their mind Lee Oswald, and another man named Hernandez enter upon the scene at McKeon's home near Galveston. So what is Lee Oswald doing knocking on McKeon's front door? Robert McEwen and his wife Ethel. Bayview, Texas. Here is what happened according to McKeon's HSCA testimony, as placed in a narrative in Return to Dallas. A dark-haired man opened the front door. My name is Lee Oswald. I finally found you. You are McEwen, are you not? Yes. Another phony setup, whispered Patch. Patch twisted the audio gain higher. The tape recorder reel spun around as Oswald spoke. Well, I have looked for you quite a while, but I am sure that you are McEwen. I understand that you can supply any amount of arms. Who told you that? Guns, asked Patch. He's asking about guns. I'm pretty sure that you can do it, said Oswald. We are thinking about having a revolution in El Salvador. El Salvador? Yes. It's such a small country that it would be easy to do. The man's voice became strained. I want to tell you right now here that I am on probation, and I said I am not about to get mixed up in no damned arms of any kind, not anymore. I am in enough trouble as it is. I won't give you nothing dot. Patch adjusted the amp as Oswald continued. You could make all this money, Mr. McEwen. I said I'm not interested in money, he said, raising his voice. I am married now. I am working. I am trying to do right, and I do not want to get mixed up in anything like this. So that's that. Have a good day. But, Mr. McEwen, my wife doesn't know any of this. She does not know that I was mixed up in all this mess. So goodbye. This is Mr. Hernandez. Glad to know you, said Hernandez clearly with a slight accent. I've heard a lot about you. That's all in the past. Goodbye. Oswald and Hernandez headed back to the car, but Patch could still hear McEwen and his friend after he closed the door. Sam, ain't that a hell of a mess? Mac, don't mess with them. I ain't gonna mess with them. Sherry hit his arm, and Patch looked up. Patch, Oswald is going back to the house. Patch kept the tape running as Oswald knocked again. McEwen stepped outside this time. Mac, would you do me a favor? And it will not involve you in any way. I can give you $10,000 if you can get me four rifles. I have the money right in my pocket. Look, pal. I said no. I would prefer the 300 Savage automatics with a telescope sight. Patch turned toward her. 
He wants automatic rifles. McEwen thought for a second. What do you want with four rifles? You can't do nothing with a revolution with four rifles. If you get them for me, I would sure appreciate it. I will give you $10,000 if you can get those four rifles. Again, McEwen paused and looked skyward before he spoke again. No way. Just like I told you, I am not getting involved in no kind of arms. Hell, if you want rifles, you can go down to Sears Roebuck and buy them. You can get rifles in any hardware store. Why do you have to come to me to get them? Oswald looked him in the eye. You are being very uncooperative and rude. There is no reason for you and me talking anymore. I am not going to fool with any arms whatsoever, none whatsoever. McEwen retreated into the house, and Oswald and Hernandez returned to the car. Pat shut off the recorder, and he and Sherry looked at each other. McEwen wants nothing to do with getting rifles for Oswald. He says you can buy them at Sears. I agree with McEwen, said Sherry. You can buy those guns anywhere. Oswald clearly was sent by who we don't know. And everyone following return to Dallas blogs no Oswald was being set up. Can you imagine if McEwen friend of Castro had procured a rifle for Oswald, and what if that rifle was placed in the schoolbook depository? Does the word Patsy mean anything at this point? Patch tells a Mr. Jim Pearl that he and Sherry want out of the operation. He mentioned there is a possibility that Oswald will meet with David Atlee Phillips. They are to proceed to the Southland building. Says Jim Peral he is a FBI informant. Dallas Postmaster Harry Holmes. Ten grand. That's right ten thousand dollars in the Dallas P.O. box. In 1963 dollars. Do you think the next operation is rather dangerous? Watch out for Harry Holmes, says Jim Pearl he is a FBI informant. The Cabana Motel. Dallas, Texas. 1963. David Atlee Phillips Antonio Vesciana. To be or not to be, that is the question, whether tis nobler in the mind to suffer. The slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take arms against a sea of troubles. And by opposing end them. To die, to sleep, no more, and by a sleep to say we end. The heartache and the thousand natural shocks. That flesh is heir to, tis a consummation, Hamlet. The former Southland Center. Dallas. Alpha 66 leader Antonio Vesciana made an incendiary statement two months before JFK's death Vesciana was with Oswald and a handler, Maurice Bishop, who was according to Vesciana, CIA officer David Atlee Phillips. Dr. John Newman's unraveling the Vesciana yarn. Vesciana's accounts have radically changed over the four decades leading up to the appearance of his 2017 book Train to Kill. His first account on March 2nd, 1976 was given to Gaten Fonzi, an investigator then working for Senator Schweiker of the Select Committee on Intelligence Activities, SSCIA. That interview occurred while he was incarcerated for cocaine trafficking, an offense for which he still claims he was innocent. Three months after his parole, Vesciana was interviewed by journalist Dick Russell. Vesciana gave his third account in a 25-26 to 26 March 1978 deposition to the House Select Committee on Assassinations, HSCA. 
The fourth phase of his story took place during the numerous lengthy sessions he had with Gaten Fonzi during the 15 years between the HSCA's final report, January 2, 1979, and the 1993 appearance of Fonzi's book, The Last Investigation. From Kill the Messenger, Antonio Vesciana, Mystery Man in JFK Assassination, Part 1, by John Newman. At the Dallas P.O. Box Oswald walks into the post office when Patch is at his P.O. Box. He gives Patch a disgruntled look as he passes. To get the ten grand they need to shoot movie film in some kind of operation. Lee Oswald spots Patch. Chapters 26, 27 and 28 on SoundCloud and complete book at audible.com.